Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and today we are going to talk about the Challenge Double Agents, episode 13. I am joined by my co-host, the lovely Luke Muncie. What's up, guys? And sadly, Nikki is not with us this week because, like Namvo, she's pinched a nerve in her back, and she is recovering, and we wish her the best, but we have to talk about the challenge till then. Yeah, and let me just say, she jinxed herself. She said she wishes Nam would break her back, and now she has back pain. But yeah, we do wish her the best, and... Hope she feels better soon. And this week we got an episode that was 60 minutes, not 90 minutes. And if we're being honest, they could have done this episode in half an hour. Yeah, Alan and I were speaking before this. And what season did you relate it to? You said uh, like the Gauntlet 3, because those seasons have like two eliminations in an episode. Yeah, it's like we totally could have just diced this up and added some more to it or just add it in 30 minutes, quite frankly. It was... It wasn't a bad episode, too. That's, like, the frustrating thing about it. Because I think every episode to the point this season has been good. So the fact that this season we had a underwhelming episode was a bit frustrating. Yeah, I agree. And and I like things that happened in this episode. You know, it wasn't a bad episode. It just it seems on par with how the season's trending at this point. If they had stretched the episode to 90 minutes somehow, some way, I would have felt more insulted. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what else could they have thrown at us? Probably not much. <laughs> we could have had players talk more about other people who are out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Tory tees. And, and I, I was texting with Alan earlier today and about the episode being shorter. And we were like, or Alan was like, well, I mean, Josh and Devin are gone. So there goes <laughs> drama, whether it's contrived or not, there goes a lot of the drama. Yeah. When you lose the two loudest people in the game, and everyone else in the game right now is a version of this different, like the same person. We have Amber B, uh, Casey, who are wallpaper. Leroy doesn't want to make any enemies. Uh, Big T's the rogue agent, so she can't even involve herself in any way. It's rough. And we opened the episode this week with the daily challenge. And we're going to talk about the daily challenge portion. It was a cliffhanger from last week in which the players had to compete in an up all night challenge where they sat in a tiny fenced in area. There was fermented shark and testicles of rams, ram testicles inside of it. So, so that smelled really bad over time. Uh, at one point, they had to hold on to a large ball. Uh, then they had to eat the food. One of the first team to eat the food has to then do a math problem, and then they had to break through stuff and decode some other stuff. And it was a whole ordeal. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff back to back to back to back to back to back. And I will say, I watched the episode while eating a salad with hard-boiled eggs. They made mention of the ram testicles, which Kyle so quickly said, Nom's testicles. But they said it it was like the same texture as a boiled egg. And I bit into my boiled egg, and I was like, no. And also seeing them all throw up while I'm eating, I was like, I can't do this. Um, But I I don't hate the eating portions. I've gone back and forth in past seasons on whether or not I think it needs to be there. I can do without them for sure. But, like, I don't hate them. This one wasn't egregiously bad. I mean, have you ever tried shark? Because I've never I've never tried shark because most of the restaurants I've gone to that have had shark on the menu, it's been a little bit pricey. So that's why I haven't gotten shark in my life. Yeah, same, never. And I'm not fucking got that kind of money for shark. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if it's good yet, but I think it's good. I mean, if it's priced that much, maybe it's good. So I was kind of a little bit jealous of them, but based on the way they were reacting, maybe the shark was fermented, maybe it wasn't that great. Uh, <laughs> I was cracking up too. They had like the the weird cheese water milk thing, and they were like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good," and helps wash it down. And it, <laughs> it, it like hides the other flavors. Gross. Yeah, what's crazy about you know it's the gold skull twist really affected this challenge, and that all the players with gold skulls were kind of like, "Well, I don't need to try too hard because my spot in the game is already safe," and. Even someone like Nani, who didn't have her gold skull, just like quit in it because like, well, my friends will vote me in, which I kind of hated. I mean, I love Nani, but I wanted to see her try a little bit more. I felt similarly. I, like, I think she had one thing left to eat. And, you know, I hate when TJ adds his commentary because it just bothers me. But I agreed with him in this instance. Like, Nani, just eat what's left. Like, even if you guys aren't going to win, it shows that you're willing to do what it takes to win. But like you said, she knows at this point there's three girls without skulls. One of them is Big T. Like you said earlier, she can't do anything. Her friends will probably throw her in. So why would she try? But I did hate it as well. Yeah. And then we had um, we had a really good two-team battle. 
I don't even know if it was a good two team battle, but it was uh, Leroy and Casey killed this challenge because they were both willing to eat the, the gross food. They're good eaters. Didn't know that about Casey. Always knew that Leroy was solid with eating, so good for them. Uh, and then Corey and Gabby, and Gabby was killing the eating portion, and that was just shocking. Like Gabby keeps surprising me every single week because there are things I expect her to be strong in, and then she isn't. But the things I expect her to be weak in, and she's strong in. It's it's a mess, but good for her. Yeah, and she definitely she knew she needed to go in, so she put in the work, whereas Nani didn't. And like you said, I love her too, but I, I felt really positively about uh, Gabby. As far as Leroy and Casey, they've been working so well together this entire season. Like it today, I think they mentioned like you know how well they've done like their track record with how many dailies they've won, and I'm like, wait a second, they are really a dominant team that just kind of fly under the radar. Yeah, they've won the most dailies this season with three, uh, which is huge with all the interchanging parts, and also the fact that you don't really need to win dailies once you have your schools, which they both do. So they're just killing it. They just they mesh together well. They both want to compete. They both don't have any major weaknesses or at least try their best when they do. Uh, Corey really killed the eating portion in the fact that he consumed the food and then would throw it up immediately after, which is a pro technique. Yeah, literally. What a strategy. Like, get it inside <laughs> your mouth, get it out. It's done. They also had a math problem portion, and it's funny because neither team actually solved the math. They had to go ask their friends to solve it, and Leroy was asking Cam, hey, Cam, what is, what is this times this? And Corey asked Fessy the same, and I don't know. That just had me laughing. Yeah, I didn't expect Fessy to be like a mathematician or anything, but I, I am going to talk about Cam really quick and then maybe even Fessy because they had some different strategies going on. I found it really intriguing. This is our first episode, I guess, where CT and Cam – are working together. He's like, this is her test run. And he was really mad that she wasn't going above and beyond. But as you said, if your team has two gold skulls, there really isn't a huge motivator to win a daily. And I knew it was going to be a female elimination. I don't think Cam was scared to go against Gabby or Nani. Yeah, it's she's in total control of the game. She knows she didn't need to like put herself like crazy. And she sees Leroy's doing well, so no need to do that. Uh, CT and Cam, and I think they tease it in the trailer next week. Uh, spoilers, Cam doesn't go into elimination this week. But in the, tw- in the trailer next week, they're also getting into it where they're not meshing well. And part of that is the fact that Cam is an alpha. But sh- her and following directions, you don't really think of that, which isn't a bad thing because she usually directs other people. So having CT, who's so aggressively trying to direct her, I, I think that's two two people who... Two captains to a ship. Yeah, and that never works. And CT even made that comment in his confessional being like, I halfway wonder what would have happened if I kept Big T as a partner. I'm like, you can't take that back now. I and mean, you just don't have to save face at this point. I, he said that like literally the first challenge without her. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, I think I'd still want Cam as my partner. Big T has heart. Don't get me wrong. But Cam does too when it's necessary. Yeah. Another strategy, because you mentioned who helped like the two separate like leading teams, Fessy, Fessy and Anissa. (laughs) Anissa, God love her, and I'm sure he does, but, you know, she is oblivious to the fact that no, well, I don't think she's oblivious at this point, but she thinks she's really good. She really does, and she can't understand why Fessy wouldn't want her as a partner, and he made, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things where Fessy obviously does not want her as a partner. She's proven why she shouldn't be, but why he wouldn't want her to be a partner. And it's it's an overall mess. Uh, I got to say, Corey has, I think, come in second place in all the biggest challenges this season. Because this one was, like, really huge. Uh, you also had the challenge where um, it was the mini final with Ashley where they come up just so short. Him and Amber M came up. Uh, they were the second team to finish. Uh, collecting all the discs in that other challenge. And this guy really wants his skull. He really wants to win a daily challenge. He's just cursed. Maybe, I don't know, because Corey's trying. Yeah, genuinely, Corey is cursed. And I don't know what it is this season, but, like, you can't even blame it on production. You can't even blame it on, like, it literally, he has not done well with any partner. He's I don't know if he's won any dailies. He might have won. Yeah, he's, he's just been second across the board. The whole, like, been close competitively. Though, I will say, if he does get a shot at elimination, he is in the driver's seat because 
you win an elimination and maybe you could steal a Casey or a Cam right before the final. Yeah. That, that would be huge. That's very true. And I'm not considered that. That's, that is huge. So maybe this is like, maybe it's not what he wanted, but it's, if he does end up in elimination and wins it, yeah, that could be amazing. And that's, I think, partially the reason why CT is so go, 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 go. Because he knows that if he wins the daily challenge, then he keeps Cam as a partner. Whereas if he loses, he could just get it stolen from her. And then maybe he can get a Nisa in some way or something like that. And you know he doesn't want that. <laughs> no, no one does. <laughs> yeah. Leroy and Casey win the daily challenge. And again, there's one of the best teams. Uh, the challenge itself was good, but again, I think this daily challenge either should have happened earlier in the season where you had more teams who were desperately trying to get skulls, uh, or just, I don't know, not have the skull twist. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you said it best. The gold skull twist ruined this daily. There, like, there was no incentive to win unless you you know, we're going to throw your friend in or if you were Nani or Gabby and people didn't try and I can't blame them, but that's not fun to watch. It's not fun to watch, you know, the majority of the teams check out while to compete to like get the win. Yeah. Uh, I score this daily, like four out of 10. Um, it's, it was a good daily in any season it would be, but yeah, there just wasn't competition in it. I mean, I, I'm impressed by the two teams. Uh, the one thing that I was, I think, most off-put overall was TJ randomly calling out Cam out of everyone and just being like, hey, Cam, you especially, you kind of sucked, and then everyone else. It was so it was so out of pocket. It was so unnecessary. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to give it a five, but that's just because maybe I'm feeling generous. I don't know, but I thought the exact same thing. TJ doesn't, well, he should understand, but I'm not sure that he does. She was helping Leroy get the win to further their game, a collective game. That's not something to be punished. Especially with like Anissa, Fessy, Nani, all these other people just who just straight up quit. Why why did you single her out that way? And you can see Cam's face a little bit like, what? Why me? Yeah. Why am I getting singled out? Yep, exactly. And and if anything, we've said it, we love Nani, but he should have been like, Nani, you need your gold skull. You gave up. Cam yeah, doesn't it, need it. <laughs> It was weird. It was weird as hell. And I just, I know there's going to be some fans who are going to like crap on Cam because TJ called her out and she didn't deserve that. Agreed. Moving into the gameplay portion, there really wasn't much gameplay because there were two women who don't have gold skulls. The Big Brother Alliance slash Cam group, they control the votes. And because of that, we knew that it was going to be Nani versus Gabby. Nani wants to face Gabby because she's much smaller than her. And in theory, it was an easy win. Uh, Gabby was the house vote, and then Nani was the power vote, just in case it was an elimination that Nani didn't like at the last second. What we're going to talk about is that the gold school twist sucks. <laughs> and yeah. it leads to, leads to stuff like this. Yeah, when you have them all walk into that grand room to deliberate, and you, they're like, okay, like you can be house vote, you can be house vote, and then my friends will vote me in, so like... We're going against each other. It's so boring. I think the only interesting element to it was that they asked that they're going to switch partners, but even still, they didn't give an answer. I think that was smart, though, for like Nani, especially because don't talk yourself into that because, you know, you're on an elimination losing streak where you haven't won since the Obama administration. Uh <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and you're right. She did say, I can't even get in that mindset. So that's fair. Let me backtrack on that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm just a hater today. <laughs> and I mean, and also, like, people kind of, like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, we know that people are going to switch around. Uh, <laughs> it was just uh, this twist, man. It really sucks because I don't know if it sucks. But, like, what hurts is that Cam, Casey, Amber, uh, Nani, who's going to have a school, they're all in alliance together. So... There is no idea of like, hey, let's put in two power players against other power players because you know that you'll never get the house votes going that way. And essentially well, we need um, – go for it. I was just going to say, yeah, like in previous seasons without this twist, you very well could put the two biggest girls against each other, hope to get one out, and you could coast the final without seeing elimination. So many people got hung up on the idea that like, oh my gosh, Kara didn't go into elimination. Rogan didn't go into elimination. 
who cares? They played a good and smart game. Like that is an element of the show. And now that we've taken it out, it eliminates so many, so much of the drama, so much strategy, so many like rivalries that could be created as like you threw me in because now it's something like, Hey, please throw me in. And that's boring to watch. Yeah. It's really been rough. And it's just, it's very frustrating. It's just to me as like a fan of the show, because I always like when people go for big plays and they're just, there aren't any big plays to be made anymore. Uh, it's going to be Anissa getting left out to dry at some point because nobody wants to run the final with Anissa. That, that's how it works out. It's not a factor of, you know, people making game moves. It's a factor of like the guys don't want to run a final with her. And that's, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I think that on the male side, we could see a big move still potentially happen because I don't know, maybe a Darrell CT elimination or a Darrell Corey elimination. But I, again, I don't see how Fessy would get voted into elimination because he has so many of the other people on his side. The same goes for Leroy. I don't know. Yeah, it's just predictable. As far as Anissa, like you said, Anissa, like that's probably a given that at some point they're going to win and or someone's going to win and be like, okay, we've got to get Anissa out for the sake of possibly she could switch to me. Like, yeah, she might be, but I don't want her to switch to me and me be tied down. It's, it's created a boring game. I hate the skull twist. Uh, there are a lot of people who are in favor of it again, because of world of the worlds too. But I think MTV will does this thing where they create their own problem and then they, and then they try to fix their problem by overcorrecting something and you just have two different types of messes. Yes. Yes. My favorite thing, and this is a slight tangent and I'll come right back on track. I I've been seeing people on Twitter recently talk about final reckoning. Like, Oh, that was the last season I thoroughly enjoyed. I'm not in that same boat because I enjoyed world of the worlds and I enjoyed most, but not all of world of the worlds too. I found enjoyable parts. Um, but whenever they advertise it as the end of the challenge, as you know, it, it's like, no, <laughs> like we had good drama. We had interesting dailies. We had good eliminations. We didn't have a skull twist. We did have too many cliffhangers in a season that lasted like eight months, but it was still really good. And I hope that MTV, whoever can maybe see that we could take a break from the gold skull twist next season. Um, yeah. To me, it's crazy that this is the, like the same company who made War of the Worlds 1, which I think is the most like well-thought-out season they've ever done, and then make this. It's just not, it's not conducive. You're creating a boring game, and it's, it's frustrating. I, I'm going to give the gameplay portion this week 2 out of 10. I don't know. Like, there's not, there was nothing going on. Yeah, I was going to give it 2 as well. One, for, one, one point for Nani, one point for Gabby, because that's all that happened. <laughs> Switching over to the house drama portion and similar to the gameplay, there wasn't a lot of house drama because we're down to 13 people and half of them are like half the guys, their parents are in serious relationships. <laughs> and it's just, there's, there's just not much going on. Yeah, nothing actually. I mean, we did get to see some more Fessy and Gabby, uh, but I don't care about that. Um <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just going to say, Alan and I spoke about this before, too. You know, it's intriguing to see it happen, whatever. Um, you know, I've seen stuff on Twitter since the season ended that Fessy was still with Haley and Gabby had the boyfriend who she's still with. Um, that doesn't seem to be a factor in the show because maybe they didn't disclose that information. But Alan and I were saying there's they're struggling so hard for storylines that they had to flash it back to Corey asking Fessy about Tori. <laughs> I love that Fessy's intermingled with two women in story and like in romance storylines this season, and they both have boyfriends at the time of filming, and he maybe had a girlfriend at the time of filming. It's a mess in I don't even want to say the best way possible because he's so boring somehow in all these scenes. Yes, absolutely. And not only does Tori have a boyfriend, she has a fiance who's like a figurehead on the show, or at least has been for many years. Yeah, the, the guy that was like literally the greatest player to ever compete on the show and who, whose arm he tore off last season. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'll always have a thing for her. And it's like, wait, when did this happen? Because last season, Tori was with Jordan on the season together. Yeah. 
And this season, she was there for 0.3 seconds. It, when did... I love how he told Corey, it's like, you know, I would obviously never uh, go for a woman who has a boyfriend like that. However, if there's chemistry and you just see this look on his face, and I'm like, dude, you're such a shit eater. Like, legitimately. <laughs> he, he really, no, he's timid. He's shy. What did he say to Gabby in the in the in the closet? Like, I'm very observant. I observe you. It was so weird. And he was like, now that we've like established like a groundwork amongst each other, we can get to know each other better. And then they could just stare at each other and kiss randomly. It's like, wait a second. If you're lusting after someone, that's fine. Say that. I gotta say, I I love Gabby. I legitimately do. Every scene she's in, I feel like in, in my computer and my photo files, I just am starting to title her as Gorgeous Gabby because every scene, she looks more and more gorgeous. I don't know how it's possible. Uh, she brings a lot to the show in ways I never expected. Like, she kind of wants to play the game, even if it's, like, sometimes bad. She wants to compete. And, man, this relationship with Fessy just really bugs me because I feel like she deserves so much better. It's true. It. I totally agree. She has grown on me in ways that, like, I want her back next season. However, with this season, I don't know who else she could have hooked up with that would have been like, oh, I like this. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe Nelson? I don't know, but I just don't think that'd be a good fit. <laughs> That's one of the main problems with the challenge these days. They're casting too many men who are already in committed relationships or are married. It's I, I've always said that the challenge needs single people because once you take out that hookup element there's not there's you're missing a lot of the game yeah and entertainment at the raw entertainment just struggles and from that like you said the game struggles yeah and then for gabby i mean it's it's weird because she is she has a boyfriend at home that's like the big elephant in the room i i i describe this like who could she have dated it's like well technically she has a boyfriend too and and I've seen where people on Twitter, of course, this is not reliable, who knows, but say like her and her boyfriend, because he's been on shows in the UK as well, that they have an agreement that if they film a show apart, like they can hook up, they can whatever, because it's part of the show. I think that's something the UK people typically do well is they can provide entertainment and know what a show needs. But I would have loved, and maybe she did and they cut this because maybe they wouldn't want to show this. I would love if she's like, yeah, I've got a boyfriend back home, but I'm just entertaining Fessy while I'm here. I would have been like, I stand her. She's got my stand card. But it's just a weird, like, we know what's happening, but they're not admitting what's happening. Yeah, lots of missing pieces. Oh, so part of it, I think, is I think her boyfriend, I'm not sure if he still is, but he used to be he used to be a male adult entertainer. So that is that might be part of it where it's like, you know, when you date someone like that, you kind of just have an open relationship. Yeah, possibly. You never <laughs> know. I, maybe now that she's back, they're fully monogamous. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. The only other house drama portion was nani and anisa with uh nani consoling anisa over you know the fact that anisa is like why does this like i just feel like I, after all these seasons this person is gonna screw me over and leave me and I, i'm just like anisa you already yeah and i like that nani was like well well let me backtrack nani said girl how many of these have you done and I was like, is this a backhanded compliment? And Anissa was like, uh, I've been doing this forever. And I was like, where is this going? But Nani's <laughs> like, don't stress over a dude who this is his second season. Like, if you lose the partner, you lose him. Because in the back, if I do win this elimination, I'm stealing your partner, Nisi. And I'm like, oof. I was like, that's going to be an awkward conversation. It's just so funny that she's so hung up over the idea of Fessy trying to drop her when... There are so many other guys in the game who are either just as good or better than Fessy. I mean, we've seen, I mean, Darrell's won four freaking finals. CT's won three finals. Corey completely outperformed Fessy in last season's final. Kyle did as well. And it's just like, if this man leaves me, I'm done for. (laughs) And the thing is that I just remember, which how could I possibly forget? Anissa's, I hate to use this word, but she's so desperate. Fessy already left her once this season. And Anissa took him back that man does not want to be with you it's rough and it's just like dude this is why you haven't won this is legitimately why you haven't won because you don't understand the game after all these years you're 
you're a floater who lasts a little bit too long every game. And it, it, it was kind of funny, though, uh, when Anissa was like, every season I just come up so short and she's saying it to Nani, who like Nani is like... <laughs> It's like the best version of Anissa. Like that's who like Anissa thinks she is. Like, but no, we love Nani. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I saw on Twitter too. I'm referencing Twitter a lot. Sorry. But you know, there's lots of Nani stands. There's lots of Nani fan accounts. I've never seen an Anissa fan account ever. <laughs> so yeah, Anissa might think she's that girl, but she's not. Someone. Yeah. So I, I agree. Someone on Twitter this week literally was like, how has Anissa done 14 seasons and they're not giving her like, people interviews and stuff like that. I'm like, they didn't give her a podcast, but like they don't set stuff up like that for her. And I'll say this as someone who's covered her for since, I mean, the first season I ever wrote about her was dirty 30, uh, which was years ago. And then total madness and double agents. Every time I've done a player preview for Anissa, she's been in the bottom five of like overall cast members in click views. There just isn't the interest for her there. Uh, it's, it's honestly head scratching how she's still getting cast. I agree. I think production sees her as an OG, which she very much is. But like, there are so many other OGs that people would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's back. Anissa's not that surprised that I guess they think she is. It's like, oh, Anissa um, was available and is not working at the moment, which is totally fine. But (laughs) Anissa came back for Total Madness and my brain was like, Oh, has she really been gone for four seasons? I feel like she her she hurt her ankle on Dirty Thirty like a week ago because that's how she just lingers. She's a lingerer. Yep, yep. Involved <laughs> in like the social media drama, did a few champs versus stars. You know, was she a mercenary on? No, she wasn't. Never mind. She was, was she? on Vendettas. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess she's been in the realm. Man, the guys in the house really do not like Anissa and I, I, I sometimes feel bad for her but then you hear her talk like she did tonight today and it was just it's why people don't like you like we people want to like you you just make them dislike you and I think too and I don't want to hate on Anissa's physique I do want to hate on her not training they they will show they'll do the pans of like people on the treadmill lifting weights you never see Anissa doing that you see her give up on dailies. You see her being like, ah, oh, this one doesn't matter. All oh, this one doesn't matter. And that's not the heart of somebody anybody wants, whether they're Jenny West level fit or Big Easy fit. Like, you know, Anissa just gives something other than just sit there and give funny looks. I like them. I like the yeah. funny looks. Um, but that's not going to win you a final. And she said at one point, like, I, it's like, I as a partner have given my all. I'm like, it's like, dude, you could have like proven to him that you deserve to be his partner by killing that mini final. Instead, you gave up. Apparently they also gave them like a smaller pull at one portion too, because they were struggling that bad. And it's embarrassing, dude. Like ugh. I give the house drama portion three out of 10, because there wasn't any, and we're making scraps at, we're making, you know, something out of nothing. Yeah, I'll give it just – I was thinking of four, and only because – I was going to give it a two, but I think the Tory portion, as much as I don't want to give her credit or this credit, my ears did perk up, and I was like, why are they talking about this? And are they about to re- reveal this big bombshell about Tory and Jordan, which you know we as fans knew something was in the mix, but did they know that there? Um, but four, yeah. <laughs> it, it almost feels like retroactive uh, editing where like – where we know that they edit these episodes, we tweet like, oh, yeah, let's throw in this portion. And it's it speaks volumes that Tori and Anissa came off terribly <laughs> in oh, episodes where, where they really weren't even much. <laughs> no, I, that's true. Hey, but let's give them a podcast. Yeah, let's give them the podcast. <laughs> uh, a mess. Switching over to the elimination portion, and it was Gabby and Nani, like we all expected. They played a version of pole wrestle, similar to the game that they played on Vendettas, where a hoop was elevated somewhere in between the middle of them. They would run at it. The hoop is about seven feet high, which gave Nani a massive advantage, and she's tall. She's five foot eight, stealthy big, and Gabby is about five one, maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, and. I think it was, didn't she correct you? Gabby corrected you on Twitter about like her actual height. Yeah, she did. She was like, I'm five and a half. And it's like half an inch. So 
she's a she's a diminutive girl, but she is strong as she showed for her size. Uh, the first round before the round even starts, Nani's already in tears because she's super nervous. She's like, "I can't fumble this. I, I I'm on a losing streak. I gotta get this win. Let's let's pull this out because if I win this, I go to the final." It was so raw, and I loved it because you, Nani psychs herself out. We know this. That's happened on so many eliminations with her. She starts crying because she's not won, won in so long. It's like, no, I can't let my mind go there. I loved it. I'm like, get it. Yeah, you're getting in the game. Like, you're doubting yourself, but you're drawing yourself out of that headspace. I loved that moment. There are some people who would see that as weak, but I think Nani is just, like, brutally honest in that moment. Like, if I don't do this, it's never happening. If I don't, If I don't win this... It's it, this is like I should just retire right here because this is the this is a game that I should do well in. I I've, I've done well in pole wrestle in the past. I've done well in headbangers in the past. Uh, and this girl's smaller than me, and she's a rookie. So if I lose this, I'm just an embarrassment. Yeah, it's true. I loved it. She's competed in two pole wrestles before. Uh, one was against Teresa, which was I think is one of the best pole wrestles ever because they played dirty. And they legitimately hated each other because, like, I know a lot of people like Derek and Joss, but they had a lot of restarts going on. Nani and Teresa was just like one brutal, like, foot to the face, elbow to the chest type game, and it was like two people who were equally matched and just hated each other. That was that was an all timer. Yeah, I loved that one, and I loved the factor that, like, you know, Nani didn't expect to go against Teresa until Teresa showed up. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, Ter- Teresa took a 17-hour flight to play an elimination against you. <laughs> that was so great. Yeah, and beat oh, her. Oh, man. And I can't believe when Teresa came back like that anyone thought for a second, like, oh, maybe they'll make up. I'm like, no, dude. This, this, she took a 17-hour flight to beat you in elimination. Yeah, she doesn't like you. Age break too. And honestly, Nani doesn't like her either, so. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's one of the all-time rivalries. And then her other one was against Brittany Baldessari, a girl more Gabby's size in which Nani won in four seconds. It was so impressive. I saw a clip of that the other day and I was like, yeah, she really is feisty. And I think Corey was like, this is set up for Nani. Like she's a fighter and she is a yeah. fighter. I mean, we saw her in that uh, wrestling with Natalie Anderson earlier this season where Natalie, you know, super strong CrossFit athlete, weighs more than Nani. And she, she, she was like, what the hell's going on here? Why, why is this harder than I expect? Like, how is she just keep reversing and so on and so on? Uh, but then the first round happens, and Gabby, she, I mean, I think Nani was a bit timid at first, and Gabby just took advantage of it because she jumped, and she got she got her best jump ever. She took the ring, and even Darrell was like, damn, Gabby, you got that in you? Like, what's going on? Yes. My heart was beating. I, I love Nani. I like Gabby a lot. She's growing, but I love Nani. I was like, come on, Nani. <laughs> and then when Gabby, as you said, got it over on her and put it on her whatever it was, I was like, oh, crap. This yeah. isn't looking good. No, so what happened with that, it was so crazy because before the season, I ranked Gabby pretty highly because she's an actual, you know, trainer and stuff like that. And we saw Gabby get, like, destroyed by Cam and Paul Russell earlier this season. So I wasn't expecting much from her. But then this is the Gabby I've been waiting for all season. She came out. And, man, it was it was crazy because once Nani tackled her, I thought that Nani was just going to take it. But then Gabby wrestles her all the way to her ring, and she gets the first point, and good lord, Nani looked distraught. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you said it just a second ago. She was like, it's literally now or never. And it, for Nani, it's literally now or probably never. And it speaks, I mean, like, here's the thing. I wanted Nani to dominate this elimination because I'm a Nani fan, and Gabby's much smaller than her. This is just, like Corey said, this is her game. I want to see Nani dominate 2-0 and show us that she is a legitimate competitor whose elimination record doesn't tell you who she is. But then she goes down 1-0, and it's not a dominant win at all. But then she digs deep, second round. Uh, she gets the ring. Uh, she uses her size to her advantage. And I think it doesn't help that Gabby had to wrestle that first round. So when you have to run and you have to get that jump and your legs are dead and... Nani had the huge advantage at that point because whoever gets that first ring really determines like what the direction of the game is. Yeah. And I think it was Leroy was, you know, screaming at Nani when the second round, like put it in front of you, put it in front of you. I definitely think Nani also had the crowd's favor. Yeah. Where where Gabby's like, 
Uh, I'm not All she you. had was Corey and Big T. Yeah. Yep. It was there was a point in the second round where it was really impressively. Um, Gabby was on top of Nani, like, and Nani somehow reversed it into being on top of Gabby while having control of the ring, and then from there ripped it out to get the point. And I, that was like that was a pro veteran move, like that was a wrestling move that you get from being in multiple headbangers. Yeah, I agree. I think somebody else said that too. Like it might have been Darrell. Like Nani should be good at this because she's done things like this for years. Yeah, and I was just I, again I was impressed by Gabby. Uh, the third round happens, and they both jump. Uh, Gabby gets her best jump possible, but because Nani's taller, she rips out the air, and Gabby's momentum is going in the direction opposite of the pulse. And you just see her have this moment of like. Oh, sh- like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, you know, maybe I, I don't know what the strategy is from there, because like maybe Gabby should not have tried to go for the ring. Maybe she should have tried to tackle Nani immediately. But that's how do you know how to do that as a rookie? How do you, you know, that the, the, the ring being up there that high put her at a huge disadvantage. Yeah, and in that moment, you know, we can look at it from an analytical standpoint, I guess, and be like, oh, that would have been smart because that would have been very smart to tackle her. But in the moment, you're like, TJ told me these rules. I've got to jump. I've got to do this. Like, I'm sure it didn't go through her brain. And Nani takes full advantage of it. I mean, there are no weight divisions in the challenge. So Nani, she rips it out. She runs to her pole. She gets the win. And Nani Gonzalez breaks the streak. She breaks the curse. She is... Well, she actually keeps another curse going in that Corey loses another partner. But Nia Gonzalez has a gold skull and is likely going to the final because she's the third best girl this season and the guys want to run the final with her. Yep. She's got the numbers. My heart was just so happy. I think you said earlier she's not won an elimination since the Obama. Um, You know, (laughs) maybe she only wins when there's a Democrat in office, which (laughs) Trump was in office when she won that. But anyways... Uh, it aired when Biden was yeah, in office. Yeah. No, Nani is that she, Nani votes blue. Nani, she, she won't, you know, she only wins for like eliminations for presidents she cares about. She's not winning eliminations for presidents that don't matter. Exactly, exactly. And that's why we <laughs> stand Nani. <laughs> it was so endearing, though. Like, you know, she wanted to be like happy and, you know, like, and she was rightfully so. But you could just see like such tears of joy, but also just like, Yes, like I've had so many bad showings, or not even bad showings, but so many good showings that ended badly, and I finally broke that threshold. And everyone else was so happy for her too, and that's what shows you like what Nani means to the show because other people want Nani to win just as bad as like we the fans and Nani does herself. I love it. I love the Nani Leroy friendship. Uh, I could go on and on about it. I won't though, but I love it. And she gets the win the day after the 10-year anniversary of the Real World Las Vegas debuting. That's Leroy wins the challenge. Nani wins the elimination. It's good to be a Real World back to Las Vegas fan. It, it sure is. And you've said this before, so I'm not going to take credit for it. But I love that you said it. Nani and Leroy have become such staples in the show. You said that if you think of a challenge house, those two are immediately in it. And I so agree. And it just shows their impact. 10 years is a huge span. There are people that have not been able to make it past one season, like have had no impact. They have had such a huge impact. And to not be champs and still have that impact, I love them. I want them to win. I, I do too. And after, I mean, we're going to talk about who she picks in a minute. But, yeah, I love Nani. This, this is a big moment for me <laughs> emotionally. I mean, I wish it was a better win. But, yeah, it's still huge. Uh, man. I was, yeah, I was sitting watching and like, I felt like I was watching like, you know, I know the challenge is not a sport or they try to say it is, but I I was clapping and cheering like it was a sport. I was like, come (laughs) on, come on. (sighs) Like I, I I wrote this recently, like I'm a cynic, but for some reason I can, I can convince myself into cheering for Nani every season, even though, even though there's no reason that like logic says that she will do better, but she, she's done it. A lot of things have rolled her way. Uh, Love it. And then Gabby, what a great showing. What a great way to go about. Like, legitimately, this is an impressive elimination loss. I think if she comes back, 
She has potential to do well because now that she knows the game, maybe they give her a better format. She has friends. I, I felt bad for Big T because Big T was real sad. She was in tears that, you know, she's lost Amber M. She's lost Gabby. The itty bitty community's gone. She's lost that clown CT. <laughs> yeah. And, and Gabby was really gracious about leaving, which I feel like most people have in this season. But she's like, you know what? For my first season, I had the experience I wanted. I really enjoyed it. And I'll speak to her credit. She navigated the game really well with whatever partner she was given. And that was really cool to watch. Yeah, you could tell that like, based on social media that Gabby was maybe like a one and done challenger. But now it feels like she might come back again. Like even she's warming up like, man, I, I'm doing better on the show. I'm starting to feel it. And I, I think, again, like she's one of those competitors who from like season one to season two, I could just see exponential growth. Kind of like a Sylvia where like Sylvia – just like I know that like season one to season three, but like Vendez doesn't count, but right. Someone like that. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see it. And and I like that she's got the um background in being a trainer. Like that just, you know, I think of Jenny West, who might not be an athlete, she ended up winning her second yeah. season just because she's a strong girl. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I like Gabby more than Jenny. And maybe that's because she's also smaller and that it's easier to root for her because she is such a small girl and she like immediately fits that underdog role really well. Um, great showing for her. I mean, really turned around how I felt about her from like, just even like five, six weeks ago. Agreed completely. After the elimination, uh, Nani picks to switch her partners with Fessy and <laughs> everyone is not shocked because yeah, her and Kyle have already, you know, split up once before the season. And Kyle's, like, disappointed. She's like, dude, you, you left me. Yeah, he has no room to say anything. And she chooses Fessy, which I think is interesting. I I would have taken literally anyone but Fessy. I mean, I, I, would, I mean, maybe not Cursed Corey, because Cursed Corey is cursed, but... <laughs> uh, and he does have his full, so that's, like, a bit problematic. Uh but yeah, I, I would have taken anyone. I would have taken Kyle because I think they do. I think they are very compatible. Whereas Fessy, as strong as he is physically, I don't think he's a supportive partner. I don't think he is someone who will carry extra weight. He's someone who will carry his weight at a high level. But when it comes to helping others, I don't know. Yeah. And I've considered too, like, you know, Darrell's there. Darrell's level-headed. Nani's level-headed. I feel like they're similar in their, I don't want to say skill set, but in their demeanors, I guess. And she could even take CT. I mean, he's a dominant force. But then I also thought she is on the side of the numbers and she doesn't want to make Cam mad by picking CT. She doesn't want to make Amber B mad by picking Darrell. I don't know. I would like to see an angry Amber B. I'd like to see her be all passive aggressive, uh, closing closets and stuff like that. That would be... Great, because maybe then she'd create some television. <laughs> That's true. But I could also see her be like, Nani, it's okay. Peace and positivity. Like, I love Kyle, too. In fact, I love everybody. I love everybody. <laughs> After <I'm>... that, <laughs> and, um, because uh, who, whose partner got stolen? Uh, Kyle did not get first pick. It was who got first pick? Of a new partner, it was Corey because he was the rogue agent. Oh no, it was it was Anissa. My bad, because she got Fessy stolen. Anissa picks uh, Kyle as a partner since he already has a school, and Kyle is pissed. Kyle is like so over it, and she tries to be like, "Hey, Kyle, like I'm coming, you beautiful Irish man." I'm like, he's not even he's not even Irish. I don't know why she said that. And then TJ, to add insult to injury, is literally losing it. Can't even keep his mouth shut. And you have to think, if you're Anissa watching this back, the host is clowning you? I think he's just clowning Kyle because TJ is one of those weird people who always says Anissa doesn't get enough respect. And I think it's been the biggest, like, propaganda campaign that's ever helped Anissa. When TJ tells, like, because, like, a lot of casual fans listen to TJ. And they're like, oh, yeah, Anissa doesn't get enough respect. Like, no, if anything, she gets too much respect, in my opinion. Right. This invite should have ended after Dirty 30. <laughs> the invite should have ended after Rivals won. That's like my opinion. <laughs> talking, That's probably true. That's she didn't make true. a final in the 2010s. A whole yeah. decade. A whole Obama and Trump. She's not on either side. <laughs> right. 
Uh, yeah. So she's a bush girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, Corey gets big T, which that's his seventh partner this season. Uh, if you don't. <laughs> she said. She's like, so should I just pack my bags now? And my heart was like, no, but maybe. If you don't count people like Liv and Nicole who DQ'd on episode two, uh, Corey's been partners with more than half the cast now. They are in the driver's seat, though. I mean, if they win an elimination, they have they have first pick at whoever they want. <sighs> That's true, but so risky. So risky. It's, it, I mean, it is... And it is the worst place to be and the best place to be at the same time. Yeah. And when I say risky, I I think I just mean being partnered with Corey. It's just been so, the word I'm, tremendous, like that's not the perfect word, but it's, that's how I feel. Like, it's, it's not even his fault though. It's not even his fault. Like his, his partners keep losing. Like <laughs> it just, he happens to be partnered with them. And I don't know. I, I, I don't feel bad because again, if he wins an elimination, he can take Cam and go to the final. Yep, very much so. Would be smart for his game. Yeah, and next week we will have a swimming challenge, and it'll be interesting now that we have all the skulls divvied up, two men and women. Uh, Corey and Big T will be trying their best to go into elimination. So what do you give the episode for the elimination portion and the episode as a whole? What do you grade it? So I'm going to, as far as the elimination, I'm going to shoot it way out of the ballpark and I'm going to give it a 10 because I'm so happy that Nani got her win. Finally, if I take a step back, you know, non-objectively, I'll probably give it a five. It really wasn't that exciting. And the last round was pretty quick. As far as the entire episode, this might shock you, but I'm going to give it a 5.5, which is probably higher than any other rating that I gave for any other portion, but it was a solid episode. It wasn't the best showing. It wasn't the worst showing, but I still was entertained. And it, it, they were lucky that it was an hour or else that probably would have gone down more in my rating. But I think five out of five, I'll stick with that. I, I actually, I'm going to give the elimination like a nine kind of objectively because I think there's good storytelling to it in the Nani finally getting her win. Uh, Gabby looked impressive in a loss. And we had a pole wrestle that actually went like 2-1 rather than like a 2-0 blowout that like usually happens. So... I think it was a good elimination. I think it was the best part of the episode. Uh, for the overall episode grade, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. It was an episode that existed. Uh, it was 60 minutes long. It, was, it wasn't much. I mean, this isn't the type of episode you show someone to be like, hey, uh, do you want to become a challenge fan? <laughs> they watch this to be like, I, I guess it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know. <laughs> They're like, no, they asked to go in and they went in. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is not the episode you show someone to get into the challenge, but it wasn't the worst episode of the challenge either. I've seen much egregiously bad like episodes of the challenge, and it wasn't that. So kudos to them. Yeah, a good continuation of the storyline, I guess. <laughs> just give us the final. I know that people don't have school still, but like, just give it to us because I, I can't. Maybe maybe I need I don't know. I have no idea where this game is going, but it's it's frustrating at this point. Yeah, I agree. Predictable. We said that earlier. It's just predictable. We know like who the numbers are. We, we know that Big T and Corey are gonna be begging to go into elimination, so we're probably going to see them in elimination. It's just predictable. Get rid of the skulls. I legitimately wouldn't mind if they gave us like a 90 minute episode next week that had two daily challenges and two eliminations and just cut the BS and just jump right into it. Because at this point, let's just let's just not prolong the inevitable. Let's get to it. That's what I want. Yeah. And I'd even like to see I'm, I'm sure it won't happen, but I'd even like to see them be like, OK, your time has run out. You didn't get a gold skull. Like I gave you chances. You didn't find it. You're purged. I'd much rather that be the purge than have like a swimming purge or an eating purge, but they're not going to do that, which eliminates the point of like fighting for a gold skull. If you're going to give everybody a chance to go do it, then what's the point? It's, it's, it's nauseating. And uh, that's a challenge, but I, I don't know. At least the season isn't as bad as total madness. It's a big step up from that. And there's still things to look forward to. I mean, maybe teammates can't, you know, agree with each other. I don't know. 
And there are so many strong people still left in the game. It's truly a toss up on who could win the, the entire season. Like there are so many strong people. Yeah, I mean, like you have Darrell right now with Amber, and Darrell has won four finals. He's never lost a final he's competed in. Uh, but what do we know? Do we know Amber's good? No, we don't. We have no idea if Amber is capable of doing anything. I mean, we saw her not be able to eat much in the challenge this week. Yeah, if if I were to make a pick at this point, I would say Leroy and Casey, only because they've been such a strong showing. You know, on paper, Cam and CT are powerhouse, but they're not working well together. There's already some disconnect there. I would have to, I would have to say Casey and Leroy. You could you could convince me that Corey and Big T are going to win the season at this point because I'm like, well, I haven't seen them like you know fail together. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Like legitimately, like I agree. Like Casey and Leroy are maybe the favorites to win because we know they don't suck, and that's the biggest thing. It's like we know, and that that does that mean you should win a championship because you don't yeah. suck, not because you're the best because you don't suck. Yeah, and that's not to say like I think Casey and Leroy are awesome, but they haven't been like they, had, they didn't they didn't you know they were like fifth place in the mini final. They they, they still needed Cam to solve their puzzle for them. <laughs> that's true could i convince you that anisa and kyle are gonna win you could tell me that anisa could run a, a final that was half the portion of everyone else like hey anisa we're, we're removing the goalpost for you you only gotta run half the final i'm, I'm still not taking anisa yeah she's gotta go <laughs> that's our episode this week I hope you guys enjoy. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Uh, we got some good stuff coming up on YouTube. I got a video breaking down why Dirty 30 failed. It's, it's a bad season, and I, I go really hard on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow yeah follow us on Twitter follow, and follow us on YouTube. Caffeine yeah, Professionals. You, you can find me somewhere. I'm out in the abyss on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, look through my followers and find Luke. Or who I follow. <laughs> right. Have a great week. Uh, have a, 